Welcome to the Recovering Academic Podcast. I'm Amanda, and I left academia about one year ago to become a scientific editor for grants and manuscripts and an editorial manager for a science website. I'm Ian, and I've recently left academia to move into a science communication, editing, and publishing career. And I'm Dr. PMS. I've left academia about two years ago to work as a biotech salesperson, and I'm still in recovery. We're in various phases of transitioning out of academia, and we'll share insights, advice, and problems we encounter at each stage. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Recovering Academic Podcast. I'm Ian Street, and I'm here with Amanda and Clady, and we're going to uh, talk to Clady today about um, interview her about her transitions and ask our standard set of questions we'll be interviewing people with in the coming series of The Recovering Academic. Yay! So, Clady, welcome as the guest in this week's Recovering Academic. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Of course. So, we'll just jump right in with, um, when did you realize you wanted to leave academia? (sighs) That's not an easy question to answer. (laughs) I think that uh, I didn't really have this click of, okay, I want to leave academia. Uh, This is not for me. I feel like academia kind of pushed me away. And and it was more of like an abusive relationship that you finally decide that you need to get away with. And uh, I'm not saying that in a bad way. It's just (laughs) that (laughs) it's more like, okay, if you remember, um, I did my PhD in Brazil and then I came here to the U.S. to do a postdoc um, here in Florida. And, And when I got here, the lab was rich. We had two R01s and we didn't have that many people in the lab. So it was really, really a a rich situation. We could do whatever we wanted. So it was really comfortable. And then after that, um, we kind of lost one and then we got just with one R01. Mm -hmm. So things started to get a little bit harder. And and then in the end, we apply for well my pi retired and then we got the co-pi was the pi of the renewal of the grant and then the grant was never uh renewed so so then the lab basically shut down and and everybody lost their job uh so in this it was in this transition of after my pi retired and then i realized that um our lab kind of fell apart after that you know because it was it's the pi was kind of what was putting everything together and and then i tried to i was trying to apply for positions in academia but uh i didn't get any of of the positions that i applied i got a couple of interviews but i never got a position so i think that i was just like all the, I was falling off love 
yeah. from academia. You know what I mean? And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know it well. I, yeah, I mean, I think we can all slightly relate to that. Um. And I still, I still, I, I like the science part. I like the discovery, and I even like the experiments and the bench part. But I just think that all the crap that comes together, you know, I, I, I don't think it's worth. And 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 that's kind of like, so it's it's. You understand why it's different to say like that? I decided that I wanted to leave academia. It was not like a decision. It was more like. I got to do something else, you know, and, and let's see mm-hmm. what else I can do. Yeah, it sounds like it was kind of like a set of circumstances. Yeah, right. exactly. It was it was just like. So did that make transitioning kind of harder? Or right. Easier because like then it's not a huge deliberation. It's just, okay, I've got to do this now. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, that's a really good question, and I have to think about it uh, to answer that. Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. That's not one of our standard questions. Yeah, no, no, that's that's fine, yeah. Listeners, you see, this was not rehearsed before. <laughs> but, I mean, it's close. I mean, it's how was your transition period, yeah. Yeah, I think that in the I think that it also depends. In a way, I think that it's easier because um by the time that I realized that the lab was really closing and I was going to be out of a job, I needed to have to do something, you know, I needed a work, I needed to eat and to pay my rent. Uh so it was easier to move on to other things. But on the other hand, I think that it was harder. Uh, I I didn't spend that much time exploring what I could do, and mm-hmm. because there's a lot of things that you can yeah. do, and I didn't really. I did a couple of informative interviews, but um, I spent most of my time applying for jobs and applying for lots of jobs. Right. So in that case. Um, I think that whenever you do, uh, if you have the luxury of making an active decision, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. Or if you're a graduate student and you're about to get your PhD and you know that you don't want to go to academia, you can take your time to look around and explore all the possibilities. And in, in my case, everything was so chaotic and, and it was... Uh, I didn't really take the time to do that, so that's that's kind of my the downsides, and that's kind of like also an advice that I will give to people that uh, start uh, as soon as possible. Don't don't wait until you have a PhD. Oh, when I get a PhD, and I don't, if you already know, feel that you don't want to go to academia, don't wait until the last moment that you get your PhD to then figure out what you're going to do next, you know? Start right. looking right away. Yeah, no, I I think that's generally advice that I think we'd all follow now if we had to do it again. Yeah, I think even if you want to stay, like think you want to stay in academia, I think it's good to kind of explore your options just so you like you know what else is out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even yeah, and even if you want to stay in academia, you you have to also 
have your plan you know and, and know yeah. what you're gonna do like I know that uh, for instance I stay in in one lab for too long for a postdoc probably that was my biggest mistake so if I uh, if I moved and learned new techniques and explore new horizons, then because this is kind of what when people look at your CV and and then you have to look at your CV with uh, with the critique eyes, you know. So yeah. you cannot you have to publish constantly and like I had in my CV, I have like I don't know why I had like five publications in one year. And then the next year mm -hmm. I had like one, I guess. And then every time that I apply, I had the same question, like why you were so productive and that. And then you, you, you slipped away, you know, and I was like, it's not that I was productive. These are papers that were in the drawer for like three, four years and they just happened to be published. Right. <laughs> Right. I mean, it's like, it, yeah, I mean, it's sort of like actors who have a bunch of movies in a single year. Like, they rarely have control over that situation. It's just the production schedule happened to be like, oh, yeah, these things all get released in the same time period. Yeah. yeah it's the same thing, like, with getting data and stuff. Like, the data all comes at once, so that's what you do. Right. But in theory, you should control that. And I'm pretty sure that there should be some people that do, you know? But you don't. Yeah, there might be some people who do. Um... I mean, well, anymore, when you think you're sending off lots of things a lot of times to outsource them to get, you know, whole genome sequenced or transcriptomics right. or, you know, I mean, you can schedule an experiment and some things you get data for right straight away, I understand. But, um, like, I think more and more common is to just have all at once or, like, you're waiting on things to happen mm -hmm. or... It, you know, just as science gets more complicated, I think that's just the nature of, of the beast. And, like, it's true of any creative thing. Like, it comes in fits and starts, right? Yeah. Like, you know, like, I mean, even Albert Einstein, like, he had that one year, like, 1908 or whatever, where it's just like, yep, all the things, and then a lot less productive a lot of those other years. Like, not that he wasn't still working. He was. It's just... Yeah, it's not special relativity or general relativity. Yeah, but I think know. that also you... <sighs> maybe you can apply that for many things in life as well like right now for instance i'm working as a seller and i sell analytical equipment to universities and i was uh, now is the beginning of the month so mm -hmm. i have to work mm -hmm. on the forecast and send it to my manager of the things that may come this month and and this month is like a really it seems that it's going to be a really good month for me and and it's just like and there are things there are there are things that might come this month that i've been working with the professor for like two years and there is another one that um my project specialist told me oh i've i've been uh, working with dr x for five years on that because it, it's a really big sale so and and then it happens that everything it seems that everything i don't know if it everything is going to come but it seems that it will most of them will come this month and and i have no control about that you know so sometimes and it doesn't matter that i worked harder or or less harder it's just that yeah i think that's uh yeah i mean i think right but you're still sort of in the science world when you're talking about selling equipment like you do now right um 
like it's sort of you know like I, I think any sort of like big project based thing that relies on any sort of technical equipment or science or you know creative like you know what I mean because like fundamentally it's a creative endeavor that science is and like the equipment that goes into it is the same thing and so I think it's very much hard to um separate that that stuff out from the like yeah it all happened at once and like you right. know like I do think it's generally true in life for sure but um I think there are more and less and less certain things yes yes true I I I sell I sell analytical equipment to academia and so I deal mainly with professors and mm -hmm. grants and all experiments and all those type of things so mm -hmm. yeah so okay so I, mean, I guess like this brings up um you know like what does like you know what what is it you're doing now and what does your day look like now yeah my day it varies a lot <laughs> i work from home uh so because i am the account manager i have a territory so my territory is part of the southeast and i was hired because i had an academic background so i was hired to cover academic accounts uh, because uh, my company realized that the the customers are very different uh, if you want to sell to academia or if you want to sell to big pharma or um, hospitals or different it so they wanted they uh, wanted me to bring this academic background and I think that this helps a lot because every time that I talk to a professor and there is always the grant, there is always the, there is a lot of the academic thing that I understand that uh, it makes my connection with the professor better. The professor mm -hmm. likes, talks more because they realize that I know, I understand what he's talking about. Um so anyways, uh, coming back to my day, I, I am, so normally I'm home and I have my work computer, my office, and I do, uh, my work is being the account manager. So although I don't really understand and I don't really know deeply anything about or everything about all the chemical applications and I don't have a degree in chemistry so um, I do I am kind of the hub that connects everybody mm -hmm. all the team mm -hmm. so my company has a big team with product specialists with of all the chromatography and all mass spec everything so whenever so my my thing it's a lot of networking so i i email and call um the professor that wants the quote and then i hear what he wants and then normally i have an idea of what he might get but then i talk to my product specialist or sometimes i call sales assist because there are specialists there on the other side of the line um so it's it's mainly uh 
getting into things that are going on, catching up with emails from the last day. And, and because everybody's remote, um, sometimes you call a person or you send an email and then it's a lot of like action and wait for a reaction. So a lot you of, like hurry up and wait. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So yeah, that I, I really had to work on my patience because that was tough. Because I needed things and I wanted things now. And and then I realized that quickly that this is not how it works. Uh, sometimes you can get someone on the phone, but sometimes you don't. And a lot of times you just send an email and you have to wait hours or sometimes days for the email to come back. And, and the other thing that I had to learn more is to multitask. Um... Because when you were in academia, I was good at multitasking, like um, physically. Let's say I'm doing this mm -hmm. now uh, and doing that, but more like I'm pipetting and then afterwards I attending to a webinar or whatever. Or, But then with this job, I had to start working in different projects mm -hmm. at the same time. It's not like, okay, I have this professor, so I talked to him, and now I need to read about this research. So there's a lot of stalking also. I, I normally <laughs> go to the... Yeah, I, I, I do that a lot. I like to... Whenever you ask me for a quote, I go to your page in the internet, and I see who you are, where you work, mm -hmm. and I like to see your research, and I click, and I go to PubMed, and I see... and I. If they are open access, I try to read a couple of your papers just to understand your research, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so that is this preparation. So sometimes I'm in the middle of this preparation and then I talk to the professor and then I need to talk to the product specialist. But then the product specialist is not available. So then I'm not going to sit down and wait for two days until he can get back to me, you know, right. and then start to do some other thing. And that, and then after a couple of, of time that you start working that you have like bazillion projects that you're kind of like, okay, there's this professor that we're here. There's this, there's this. And then you start to, um, lose count so you have to have a very good tracking system mm -hmm. too but i guess that it's it's more like mainly my day is on the phone and on the computer mm -hmm. all the time so there are days that there are yep. days that are better to call professors uh, now I'm getting better at scheduling calls. So if, if we really need to talk about something, then I email them and I'm like, okay, let's, I'll call you this Thursday, 3 p.m. Central Time. And mm -hmm. yeah, so yeah, no, I mean, I think that makes, I, I mean, I think, I, I also think like a lot of scientists are probably working at computers more often now too. That's true. Like as much as they might be at the bench. When so. I started working for this company, I I traveled a lot. Like I went to a lot of mm -hmm. universities and I met like the the head of the departments and I made a lot of connections. Now that I've been working for like 2 years, um I decrease a bit there that. 
because I don't now I kind of especially the big universities that I cover I know I know strategic people there already mm-hmm. and and yeah I, I still will go if we do have I don't know a a big customer that wants like a big mass pack and they want to talk to the product specialist and then you still want to see face to face but I feel like uh, the new generation of professors they don't really care much about seeing you face to face you know I have professor I have a professor that texts me like on my cell phone like he texts can you give me a quote of that I'm like okay (laughs) (laughs) and then I, I just do and then I send him an email with that. So I feel like now, now the the, the mentality also is yeah. changing. So uh, even the the, the sales uh, of big things like this, um, I think that they, I, I I don't travel that much anymore. Yeah. But I, I like okay. when I travel. I guess that it's it's for an extroverted person like me. Like having the skills to go and in the beginning it was tough because it, it feels like whenever you're interviewing yeah, for academic position, like you're going and you're talking to people all day and you like you and yeah, I, I have, I normally schedule when I visit some university, I normally spend like two days. So then I schedule like one appointment per hour. So normally 9, 10, 11, and then afterwards, you kind of get mm-hmm. more attached to some professors than others. Right. It's like and then they want to go take you to lunch. Oh, let's have lunch. So then you normally have a business lunch, and then normally you have a business dinner as well, you know, because then you want to go with someone to, to dinner. So, yeah, in the beginning, it was really exhausting because I would go from place to place, professor to professor to professor. And then you get used to. I, I mean, it was in the beginning, I remember it was like, wow, this is tough. <laughs> Even for me that I'm super social. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, are you more happy professionally now than you were in academia? I think that the, the weight of the stress, the amount of stress, it's... It's different. I'm not saying that there is no stress in my job now, but I think that the re- it's it's way. E- For instance, uh, I can take holidays off and not feeling guilty because I'm not. You should be writing, you know. Right. So that thing, mm-hmm. it 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 does make me feel. Um, makes me feel happier uh on the other hand i miss one uh one of the major things that i don't like about my job now is is that i work from home and i don't have uh, a team i don't have an office to go to and and i'm a very social person and and i need people so I normally, mm-hmm. I, I, I think that I will be, if I will do my job, but in a place, in an office where I have several others that I 
work together that I could have a break. And I don't know. Mm -hmm. For me, it's just the energy. As an extrovert, you get energy by having people around you. And and that's kind of like this. When, when it gets to the end of the day, I'm drained. I'm drained because I'm like, I have no energy. Because I need, and then I need to go out and <laughs> run and go to whatever because I need to see people. So... So that's the, the the balance. I don't think that is it's it's because of my job itself. I really like my job, and it's tough to say I'm happier now than I was before because you have it's everything you put everything in the balance, right? Right. But I've been doing a lot yeah. of uh, I don't know psych calm on twitter like this oh, podcast yeah. and we do the diversity journal club and and i've been tweeting a lot mm -hmm. about i don't know science policy and or a lot of uh, how science the things that i think that science should be fixed the things that are not good with science so uh I guess that that's kind of where why I am trying to applying for jobs and trying to go into that direction because I feel like um, I did the transition out of academia and I love how we always say that your next job doesn't have to be your last job and um, I could yeah. see myself see, doing what I do for a long time and it gets easier actually uh, afterwards because you make connections and you start knowing people you know the right and and you get a bit more of the lay of the land yeah so sometimes i still think about right. like when i see a job and i'm like oh i would like to apply for this job and it would be so nice to get this job on sitecom or something like that and then I think about my job now, and and I'm sure that I'm going to be sad to leave, you know, the job. Because I do enjoy what I do a lot. But it's it's a... I think that you, you can never have everything, right? <laughs> yeah. It's more of having, yeah, like, I, more good days yeah. than bad days. Yes. Right. Yeah, I think that's right. So, yeah, I, I mean... So yeah, what would you tell your younger self if you had to like give yourself advice, I guess? I would tell my younger self to plan in advance. To think about... Uh, yeah. Uh, there is a book, actually. There is like, where do you want to be in five years? And I remember the author no yeah. i don't but it was kind of like um think that it was a book but then it, it will ask you questions and you have to answer them so it kind okay. of guides you to towards where okay. you want to go yeah i i can i can i can find mm -hmm. it and put it in show notes but i think that it's something more like to not to think about your next paper. Don't think about the experiment that failed. Uh, 
look at the big picture and it's kind of tough because whenever you're young you don't do that right. something that now that i'm older <laughs> now <laughs> yeah i mean i think there's some like it's being intentional right about your steps that you take i guess rather than sort of like i, I mean i feel like a lot of academics can relate to just sort of defaulting into graduate school because mm -hmm. well you like doing the schoolwork and the science and the nerdy stuff, right? And then you default into a postdoc because that's just right. the next thing you do. Um, and it's just, you know, it, it, I mean, in many ways, it is the natural evolution or natural progression, but um, you do have to sit back and challenge that and say, like, okay, well, what is it that I really want out of this? Mm -hmm. Yes, um, to think about what do you really want and what can I do to get there? Right. So. And what... Yeah, and sort of like, what does your, you know, yeah, what does your life, what do you and want what your you life to look like? what are you willing to do like? to get to that next, get to that point? Like, and I'm not saying like, you know, you'd have to do something unethical or anything or immoral, but just more of like, <laughs> if you're willing to put, yes, exactly. um, you know, are you willing to work, you know, a billion hours a week for whatever job that might be, maybe not academia, but maybe you want to become, I don't know, CEO of Google and like, that's going to require a lot of dedication or right or you know like i mean even like do you want to live like in a city or you know out in the country right like i mean i, I took the detour to dartmouth which was i mean i guess okay like you know charming little town but like socially just for me completely non-starter as a as a place um and i'm hoping like i you know teaser for the next interview that like you know i recently moved to chicago and yeah. i'm getting settled here all right well okay let me ask you this okay let me ask you this then like i mean i guess I, you know I, I mean i guess some of this you know transitioning requires being slightly entrepreneurial and exploring things and i mean did you take to that process naturally or was it hard to actually get to um, you know, like actively going after opportunities that were there that weren't academic, right? That were beyond, you know, beyond the ivory tower. Um, like, you know, like we all found it, we started this podcast, which is sort of like, you know, like not everyone does that, even though it may seem like everyone has a podcast. <laughs> I, you know, but, like, you know, there are just things, like, you know, it's like, yeah, you play, you, you know, like, it's the mentality of planting a lot of seeds and seeing what grows, right? Like, was that hard to adopt in the transition, or did you find it, like, oh, yeah, this is just me exploring and talking to people, and it's easy for me to do that? I have a natural facility to talk to people, so I'm a people person, so that's kind of easy, but... Uh, it was not, the mentality is different, the sales is different, uh, and, and yes, it takes, you have, and we talked about this in um, other episodes about the currency mm -hmm. of academia that is different, and, and this, uh, I had a hard time to with the money thing you know with because in the end i'm selling things so right. it is all about the money and and I, because there are so super expensive equipment 
um, there is a lot of what is your necessity, what do you want to do, and you have a, it's not just like, okay, I want to get a, a mask pack for right, fun, right. you know? <laughs> right. So it there, there is always like projects and things. Um, there is the science part, but after that, you have to get to the money part with the professor but also within my university there without within my company there is all this quota thing and you have to reach quota and you need we need to sell this and and this and that so this was um harder for me because i in the beginning it i was not used to that word and I didn't know what they were talking about, and I couldn't really understand. Right. Uh, and and I was, for me, it it was. It's never. It's still not about the money. You know, whenever I get a big sale, uh, I know that I'm going to get a big commission, and I'm happy. But it's. I'm so happy f- for the professor because normally, it takes so much. It's a lot of work right, yeah. to get to get that money, that amount of money, and and to get mm-hmm. all the approvals of the university. And, and now I deal with all the things. So I know all about the paperwork and what comes behind the sale. So I'm super happy with the professor, you know. So this this was the part that I love it. And and the part of the money and all the the crap. It was it was not uh, easy, and it was not like this. Okay, I, I'm good. I'm doing this, but you learn, you know, you learn, and and I I think that it was a great. It's a great experience, and I'm happy about it. That's great. I'm like I'm so yeah. like I'm so impressed by your yeah. ability. No, to talk I mean that's to yeah. Like, Did I answer your question? Like, oh. That is the thing that I have. I mean, I would much prefer to do it all electronically oh, yeah. if I could. I'm so, so out of much practice better. with talking to people, too. Yeah. When you talk to a person in the phone, it's just like, it's, you save sometimes like 10 emails, yeah. you know, with oh, a 15-minute sure. conversation. Because then I ask questions like, what is the compounds? What is the experiment? What is the matrix? What it, you know? And then it and th- depending on the answers, I have other questions, right. you know. So I cannot just write all. I can write the questions all in an email, but is it's harder? Oh, you know no, what I, I mean? I yeah. understand that. It's just um, like my personality is like the idea of calling people on the phone just sounds so big like overwhelming i guess is the way to think about it or is the way that right. it feels for me so i'm just yeah to say, yeah i mean like, i try yeah. to have a i try to have a script whenever i can for a phone call me too <laughs> and um not just an outline like literally like this is what oh, i say no. this is what they'll say and then i can say that like yeah it's pretty granular well i actually when I started working for this company, I did write down uh, like a little script. My name is, and I work with them, and, and then I will kind of follow. And for me, 
it's always and it, I have always been like mm -hmm. this. Even like whenever I'm giving presentation of the thesis or anything, uh, I'm really nervous for the first two minutes. Let's put it like Me that. Sure. And then after that, I'm fine and I just can go. So I knew that if I have like just the beginning of how I wanted to introduce myself and how I wanted to introduce the issue that because I normally don't cold call like I sure. don't have to so um, a lot of my things the professors ask me for quotes so then I have to call them because normally I ha I cannot quote something I need to ask questions um, but sometimes there are names in my system that they ask for a quote and they never got the instrument and then it's like three years later and then I'm kind of like, hey, I'm the new rep, you know, what's up? You know, what's right. going on? And, and it's just like, you still interested? Do you, or did you buy already? Or th this type of thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So in that case, sometimes I will, although it's not cold calling, it's still calling out of the blue, you know? Right. Right. Uh, and I used to have my script, but now I don't have it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I still need it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, this is pretty extemporaneous, too. Like, this is good practice for Amanda and I. Yes. Um, but anyway, I think, like, do you have anything else to add, Clady, before we wrap up? No, I think that it was great. And yeah, this is yeah. a great interview. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for letting us ask you questions. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Yep. Yeah, it was right. fun. Yeah, and with that, um, I'll just say, like, I'm Ian, and... Um, Thank you for listening to The Recovering Academic. Um, we'll be back with a new episode in a couple of weeks. So thank you all for listening. See you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. This week's Recovering Academic is sponsored by Scientific Dispatches Consulting, an editorial service for scientists. They specialize in helping you tell your research story clearly and concisely. Scientific Dispatches offers consulting, editing, writing, and presentation preparation services. You can find out more and schedule a free consultation at scientificdispatches.com. Thanks for listening to the Recovering Academic Podcast. Our music is from bensound.com under a Creative Commons license. If you like our podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps other people find out about us. You can tweet the show at recoveringacad. You can also find all of the hosts on Twitter. I'm at Lady Scientist. I'm at Dr. Underscore PMS. And I'm at IH Street. We're also on Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com slash Recovering Academic Podcast. You can find all of our episodes and subscribe to our newsletter on our website at recoveringacademic.net. And don't forget, there is sunshine outside the ivory tower.